Hey, what's up, y'all? And welcome back to the Emix Podcast. On this podcast, we talk to the latest producers, artists, and industry professionals. On this episode, we talk to Asha D'Andrea from Miami, Florida. We go deep into the topics of innovating the label market, being prepared before you go into the studio, and the power of giving. Are you looking to get your song mix and mastered for an extremely affordable price? Then Emix has your back. For only $39.99 a month, you can get your song professionally mixed and mastered to industry standards. If you want more info on plans and pricing, head over to emix.com to learn more. If you like what you hear on this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button for more exclusive content. We hope you enjoy the show. You are now listening to the Emix Podcast. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Zach. And this your boy, DC. And we have Asha D'Andrea on the podcast. How you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. Asha, what up? Woo! Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, on this podcast, we talk to artists, producers, and industry professionals. And you are an artist and an industry professional. Um, so you're doing your own project, I hear. And you work heavily in a label as well. So we're going to get into that. But before, um, just tell us a little bit about how you got into music and how you got to where you are today. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So I kind of, when I was a kid, I used to always just love to sing. It was like my favorite thing. I just kind of go out. We did a lot of camping. We're always kind of outdoors. And I was just always singing. And I always just knew I really wanted to be a singer. Um, But then kind of growing up, you know, my mom definitely did not want me in the music industry anywhere near it. She definitely with me had, well, she, she's kind of a hippie. So she was like, I kind of want you to do like coaching and this. And the rest of my family is very like straight edge. So they're like, yeah, I'm more like, vet and I love animals. So I was like, I'll, I'll try to be a vet. So I went to school and it just wasn't really aligned. Like I love animals, but I don't think I want to like watch them stick. You know what I mean? And that, mm-hmm. and it just kind of went for a couple of years and I was like, mm, I don't think this is it. So I ended up traveling for a couple of years because I think that's the best way to find yourself is to travel and really like, get away. I went to um, Europe when I was pretty young, like 14. For oh, yeah. And it was really fun. Like that was a great experience. Um, and then when I turned, well, I was 20, um, 20 and 21. So after I went to college a little bit and decided that was not the right path, I went to Australia, uh, New Zealand, Thailand, Asia, like that whole kind of wow. over there. Yeah. So yes, it was really good. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely an experience. Um, I think traveling like gives you so much life experience and really lets you figure out like who you are and like what you really want to do, like meeting a bunch of different people and um, cultures. And yeah. So um, yeah. And then it was finally, I did a bunch of coaching and stuff over there, like Tony Robbins, um, all those kind of life, life coaching stuff. Did you go to like one of Tony Robbins seminars type things? Yeah. So the cool thing about it is I went to his seminar first. Um, It's called UPW. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what led me to go traveling and stuff. Cause it was like, you need to just, you know what I mean? I don't know. It it like led me to the whole thing. And then I ended up doing his other stuff, Date with Destiny and Wealth and Life Mastery, which is in Fiji. And then Date with Destiny was in Australia. So it was really cool. Yeah. And I feel like I met a lot of like really cool, like-minded people doing that too. But, um, yeah, but coaching wasn't my thing. I, I like it and I want to incorporate it into my music, which is going to be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, it was kind of then it's like you need to go for music and like really just go for it. That's your passion. It's your dream. It's what makes you happy. So I came back here, started really networking with a lot of music people um, and ended up mm-hmm. buying my own record label. So that's how I'm like, you know, I own my own record label. That was about a year and a half ago. Um, yeah. So now I have my first single coming out this or in July, so this month, um, music video. And it's just been amazing. It's been incredible. Like, I finally feel like I'm really going towards my passion and my, yeah, and my dreams. So it's good. That's amazing. So, so for your project specifically, what is like your vision on that? Um, yeah, so it's, it's actually interesting. I am trying to do two different projects kind of, which we'll see how that goes but I always thought you know growing up like I wanted to be a pop singer and kind of do that um 
whole thing you see in Hollywood and you know what I mean and then now come now coming to it like I used to go to a lot of EDM shows and actually the person that I ended up buying the record label from he loves EDM shows he knows all about EDM it was mostly an EDM record label so now I'm thinking more towards that way and um, the songs that I've kind of like you know it kind of takes a while for an artist to figure out what genre they're going to be in and just kind of what their voice sounds the best on and yeah it's been actually like trap EDM songs now and I feel like going EDM it's a lot more you have a lot more freedom because if you're like a pop singer, you have to be on stage singing the whole time and like, you know, get like choreography and everything. I love singing, but doing it like a DJ and producing, um, not only can I produce my own music, but also I can sing the songs I want to, I can remix them with my voice. I can do like cool vocal things with my voice and it's just like, like less pressure and I have more control over my whole set. So I think that's pretty cool. So I'm more leaning towards that now. And that's just kind of how my voice works too. Um, and definitely I, I also, um, have a big vision of like influence. I think influence is really important. And that was a big thing with like, um, coaching it's like to influence people um but more with music because the music industry is so influential i think it's probably the most influential industry ever so if i can influence you know younger girls with a good message most of my songs have like positive messages especially during this time like we've been writing some songs and they're all about kind of what's going on and you know what i mean just like everyone's kind of in a lot of fear so if i can help people feel better or feel something with it you know with influence like yeah that's very important to me so very cool very cool um it sounds like you have a lot going on with that project and you're, you're talking about um you want to move into the edm realm so you you don't have to like sing the whole time so it's like djing something you want to incorporate into your sets like you'd sometimes do mostly DJ sets and then your vocals would already be in there? Would you do like a Bonnie and Clyde type thing where you would also sing on top of your tracks? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I want to, I think it's super creative like that same way. Um, I love DJ, but I think it'd be fun to have another DJ kind of like Bonnie and Clyde. Mm. So I can just kind of go out and sing and kind of, you know, hype the crowd up and also recreate my songs on set. So you just like add different stuff or you mix it differently and start looping it. And I've always wanted to actually like um, create a song while I'm doing a set. So I'm like, have, you know, the bass beat and then I start singing to it and like looping my vocals and stuff like actually live. So that's kind wow. of the end. That's hot. That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a whole nother level of talent too. Like, you know what I mean? You're not just someone just out there behind a the mic or just someone like scratching. That's that's dope. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> Thank you. I think it'll be fun. And I kind of hear it in my head too, like how it would sound good. And then I feel like, I don't know, it's like interactive. So yeah, so it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's like a bunch of like, there, there's a lot of live DJs that are coming out now too, like doing like the uh, drum pads and stuff oh, and yeah. live loops like that. You should probably like mm -hmm. find someone like that too that knows how to do that. That'd be really cool. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm huge on like getting mentors with things, like finding mm -hmm. someone like you're saying who's like already doing what you what you want to do. Because like big thing I learned from Tony Robbins is like proximity is power. So if you put yourself around people who are already doing what you want to do or already where you want to be, like you'll just naturally start mm -hmm. doing, you know, and like go up to them. So yeah, definitely. Like I, I think that's another huge thing I'm really excited about is just networking with so many different music people. Everyone's just so creative, you know, and has their own thing that they're doing that you can learn from. You learn from everybody. So yeah, your, your, your circle is everything uh, you know, you, you are the, I mean, if you look around at your circle and they're not doing anything, then you're pretty much going to be that same, like you're just going to be stuck in that, in that cycle. So that's, that's really, really good. That's good advice from Tony Robbins. That's one of the things I picked up from him a lot too. Oh, yes, yeah. he talks about that a lot. Yeah. Are you a fan of him as well? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very dope. What you guys at? Uh so you're talking about networking a little bit too. So um what what type of things have you done so far that you have started to realize that has worked in the music industry for networking and uh some advice for other, you know, producers, artists, and other people that want to get into music um that will help them with networking because there's a lot of people that are you know sending off like messages and instagram and being like hey look at my song download it yada yada is that the best way or is there better ways 
So I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of like, um, giving, giving, giving. So I always think like, you know, also a big thing with networking, especially with people in the music industry, we go to networking events, like you can always learn something from somebody. So kind of just going into it with an open mind and really getting to know them first and seeing what they're about and like what they do, you know, cause then you'll intuitively kind of know like how you could benefit, you know, you could guys, guys can benefit each other in that aspect instead of just being like oh like listen to my music like listen to my music like figuring out what do they do because a lot of times instead of them just listening to your music and being like another fan or something they might actually have something way bigger that could have helped a lot more if you so i always try to like get to know the person i'm talking to and really figure out what they do exactly and then figure out how we can help each other and usually you know, people are brought into your life or into your energy, I'd say, because you can help each other for some certain things. So I kind of make it a game. Like, what what do they do? Like, you know what I mean? We really get to know what they do and everything and then figure out, like, how we can help each other and stuff. And then, yeah, it kind of just, like, naturally flows at that point, I'd say. Awesome. So uh, are these, like, specific network events you go to? And, like, where can people find these? Um... This well, this is mostly just when I go to like shows and stuff like that. I'd say, um, you know, there's not a, not a lot of networking stuff going on, particularly right now. Um, I also think if we're talking about social media, like LinkedIn's amazing. I think it's way underrated, but it's all about business. So a lot of times with Facebook, that's really personal. Like Instagram, you know, it's just kind of about likes and followers, and it's kind of you know about fan base. But LinkedIn is like where it's really about business. So, like, really learning LinkedIn is huge. Like, you can find investors, sponsors, record labels, everything. And really? once you just learn, like, yeah, about like you're about music, like what you like, you'll automatically get connected with those same people. And then just kind of like researching because they all like, either own a company or work for a company, and like researching what they do, and then like creating a message and sending it to them, like, hey, like nice to meet you, like you know. Um, I see you do this, this, and this. Like, this is what I do. I'd love to connect with you and see if it helps in any way. And if you send off, you know, 50 messages, like, you're probably going to get like 10 good responses and 10 really good connections. So, LinkedIn's the best, I think, for like right now because it's all like internet, you know, networking. Right. Pretty much, yeah. So, I love LinkedIn though. It's way underrated, I'd say. So, it's all a numbers yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a numbers game, but at the same time, it's an art. And and one the reason why I say art to networking is because, and and this is pro- probably from Tony Robbins or a couple other motivational speakers that I listen to, is I think you hit something dead on the head where it's, it's about what you can give someone versus mm-hmm. them what you're trying to receive back, and and it's the art of trying to let them know, like hey I'm here to help you what 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 can I do for you what are you working on what projects are you working on. And you have more value for yourself when you take that approach versus, hey, here's my music. Here, you know, download this, yeah. download that. Yeah. It's less spammy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then you actually make genuine connections with them too. You know what I mean? And also it's when you're just kind of like giving stuff, like people sometimes are like, you know, like they don't, especially if they're higher in the music industry, like they don't really want to deal with that. But if you're, you know, consider yourself, you know, if you're like a rapper or just an artist, if you consider yourself a business because you really are mm-hmm. it's a whole company, you know, so you have to see yourself mm-hmm. as that in a whole brand, you know? So like, if you talk about it like that and everything, like your project you're doing, it's just kind of on a higher level too, you know, like it's like more respect, I feel like too, like mm-hmm. in a good way. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, so what I know, I know we're just talking about projects, um, can you elaborate on the project that you're working on right now? Um, my personal project? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the Asha D'Andrea is going to be under... So my record label is called Papillon Pavilion, and it's all it's a butterfly pavilion. So it's all about butterflies, about, you know, um, he originally had made it because the butterflies you get in your, in your stomach when you hear like a really good song, you like her butterflies before you go perform and that. And I, I take it a little bit different. I take it like you're, you know, you grow and evolve into a butterfly. Like you start mm-hmm. as like a caterpillar and then, you know, you grow and, and people are like that. Um, it's funny, like the saying people don't change. Like that's really funny to me because that is life is about change. Like. <laughs> we get all you know we have our beliefs we get you know we change our beliefs we create more empowering beliefs we become you know more we gain more knowledge and 
it's all about that. And then, you know, you finally see you're like, you're always a beautiful butterfly, but you eventually see it, and especially mm-hmm. being an artist and just like creating that. So, yeah, we, um, I, it's all about that. So, uh, Asha D'Andrea is going to be a project under that, um, that's the EDM more side. And like my first song is called Eyes of a Butterfly. And it's going to be the first song we're putting out under the record label for a really long time. So, I kind of want all the projects. I know you asked about Osh Dandria, but I'm kind of going with the record label. But all the projects. No, no, you're good. Okay, cool. Yeah. But to kind of be more like, I'm not, not going to say feminine because I want to like sign, you know, have guys and stuff, but really like the pretty, like um, empowering, um, influential, like just really makes you feel something. You know what mm. I mean? Like, like uplifting, really, melodic type stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how I kind of want my project to be too. Like, I love like creating beauty with everything. So just like really beautiful songs that you really like feel and like really powerful stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that, that's 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 dope. Uh, any time frame that you're thinking about releasing that or as uh, the first song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we're we were gonna we were actually supposed to do it on June 9th, but everything kind of you know, as it does in the music industry, it's kind of hard to exactly have a time. So we're just kind of at this point, like wants to be in July, but we're thinking the end of July, but we want to get a music video for it. We want to, you know, really spend time with marketing. I think that's really important that a lot of artists don't really realize is it's not just about like putting out the music. Like it's, you have to, you know, figure out the marketing plan, like really mm-hmm. you know, do photo shoots for it. Like a lot of singers that are signed or artists that are signed, they strategically, you know, put out an, a single or a couple of singles first, and then they create like an EP or an album. But mm-hmm. they plan a whole thing around each one, and they have launch parties and everything because it's about quality over quantity, really, in my opinion. Like, you can put out a bunch of songs, and you know, that can work too. I'm not saying that that can't work, but like, if you really strategically put a bunch of all your energy into each one and you like really love it like so much, wait till it's like, you know, ready. To like blossom like i feel like that's the best approach so i, I don't really like time frames per se mm-hmm. just whatever yeah. like really feels right you know if it takes a couple more months to get it where it's amazing and you know that it, we have the marketing plan and everything for it, the music video and it's just like ready at that point and then yep. probably then and also with my songs they all have like special meanings to them about mm-hmm. stuff that's going on so it's kind of around that too because so much is happening too you know so i want it to come out at the right time, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that's a good pro tip. Um, one of the main reasons why we do this podcast is for other artists and industry professionals to kind of just bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah. And I think you said a lot of good things in that, in that statement right there. It's just because some people are so date driven and then life can happen that can like kind of derail a lot of that stuff. And yeah. you have to be able to pivot and make changes on the fly. And, and marketing is, is, is everything. You know what I mean? Like some people do take the approach where I'm going to release five songs a day for the next five months and something's going to stick. Right. Or, or you release five songs in five years. That's a whole different uh, way of going about it. But um, if, if it's, if you're in people's face in a polished way, I don't see how you can lose. Mm -hmm. I agree. I I actually heard a thing. Uh, I'm not sure if you know Joyride or not. I heard that Joyride took like years to like perfect his sound. So when he actually came out with stuff, he just boom, blew up super quick. Um, Just to really create that unique sound. So I definitely think that's a great idea just to really focus on that plan and really have that vision. Um, In regards to your uh, label though, what is the vision on that? And then... Um, a couple of weeks back, we talked a little bit about like the structure of your label as well. And I thought it's super new compared to other labels out there. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah, definitely. So with the label, it's actually two separate labels. Um, Pavilion Record is a project-based label. And when, you, when I say project, that's what I was talking about earlier is how like each artist is their own company. So it's mm. their own project pretty much. So we have like about 22 different projects under it, but which is some are, of them are artists, but we also have technology product, product projects. <laughs> <laughs> 
one of them um is like i love animals and so is the, the guy that i bought it from so he had created this before and it's like a, it um, puts out different sound waves for animals crossing the street so it defers them so hmm. they can, like actually cross the street to help with like roadkill or you know animals wow. getting hit by yeah so that's we have the prototype for that it's pretty cool um and then the other like we have a animal rescue we're starting as a nonprofit, and then you know a bunch of festivals um but the other record label is i think the one you're talking about is one of the projects underneath it and it's called pro music league Mm -hmm. and it's the first ever uh royalty free um record label so we don't take any royalties um we don't take any like percentage we don't take rights we don't take anything from the artist on the remain completely independent um but instead like they end up just paying us like a a yearly fee which is really not you know it's not that bad at all and they get all the same stuff like we create them a website um we get them a manager we book them for shows they get to go on our festivals that we have so we just pretty much like figure out the best way to get them where they can be making a living from their music within you know a year two years because um right now it's so i feel like you're either like a struggling artist pretty much, or you like made it and you have like millions of dollars. It's like, you know, hard to be like in, in between. It's such a mm-hmm. big difference. So we're trying to like bring it where there's like a middle ground where it's like, you know, you can be making a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year doing shows and selling merch. And you have your, you know, thousand, 10,000 um, raving fans who love their stuff and buy, you know, a bunch of your stuff and you're making a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year and you have a good living. It doesn't have to be, you know, you're either really struggling or like you really, really make it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. We also kind of want to be like a funnel. So we have a bunch of partnered with a bunch of other record labels. So they actually will like look for artists through Pro Music League, through all of our artists and stuff too. Um, and then everyone in Pro Music League, it's like a big family. So they all help out with each other. Like rappers use our producers beats and, you know, all that kind of stuff too. So it's just like a big network. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. That's super cool. No, I love it. So super cool business model. Um, I think once you guys, you know, really step out and start releasing projects with that business model, I can see other labels kind of adapting that business model as well. Yeah, yeah. It was actually already started to see some and it's kind of cool because studios, we buy in bulk um, studio time. That's how it works because everything's in bulk. So we just like put it all together and buy it in bulk. And a lot of studios have actually been starting to like go that way too, that we've like talked to, especially down here. There's like four or five that are starting to like actually change it to like membership based and like bulk. And it's, it's pretty cool. It's like starting a whole like ripple effect. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm, I'm super happy for you. And, and that's, that's, that's exciting. And I think it's gonna really, um, not open up the floodgates, but it allows talented artists that just need that shot. Yeah. It's giving them that shot. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. And it's also helping because most independent artists do it hundred percent themselves mm-hmm. and they social media themselves, their merchandise themselves, their website themselves, they're trying to book shows themselves and they don't even have time to really like focus on their art and they're normally artists. Like they're not that good with the business side. Mm-hmm. Now it's like a whole team. Yeah. Working for them. So I think that's really important. That's, too. Go ahead. And that's something that you guys provide as well or the everything I was just talking about. Yeah. We provide mm-hmm. everything I was just talking about. It's like pretty much like their signs, but they don't, we don't take any of their rights or royalties or anything. Like we would never take, you know what I mean? They, all the money that they make is theirs, but they can still sign with another record label because we don't own any of their rights. So yeah. Yeah. It seems like you guys are taking it a step further too. Cause um, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like most record labels, you know, only do the marketing side of things, but you're actually like booking shows, you're yeah. building websites. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not sure. Do most record labels build websites and stuff? Um, it, it kind of just depends. Like every deal is different. Um, a lot of yeah. buy like an album of yours, and then but then majority they own the majority of that album. Like you hear a lot of I know Taylor Swift talked a lot about that in her um, documentary that she came out with. Her record label won't release the rights to her first two albums that she they that she made, so they're not even her wow. albums. Yeah, they're so and she's like pretty mad about it. But yeah, um, I think they probably help with like um websites and i don't i don't really know too much i don't really think that that's their main purpose it's more like they own a certain album or like singles or they have the following and 
you know, yeah. your your sound goes well with them, and then they just kind of push that towards their following exactly. anyway. Yeah, exactly. And then they tell you exactly normally like what you have to do for the album, that their mm-hmm. vision, and it kind of like it's normally not like the artist's vision. You'll see that a lot. Like when they get when artists get signed, like it changes a lot because they see you in a certain way, and they're like, oh, this is what will sell but that's not necessarily like the artist vision so that's another thing too like i feel like a lot of artists lose their creativity doing it that way so so Mm -hmm. how do you see um because because the way you're doing it you're obviously going to have a little bit more of a mixture of styles and um just different visions in general um how do you think that will be beneficial for um your company as like a whole um can you rephrase the question? Yeah. So like, you know, mo- uh, we were talking about like how most record labels have, um, you know, like a specific vision and like your song has to like fit them. But with you guys, like uh, most artists don't really have that they can go with their own vision. So like, how can that collective and different varied visions help benefit you guys? Okay, yeah. So um, we work with all different types of artists. We have rappers, we have EDM producers, we have all that kind of thing. But our shows are very diverse as well. Like we're having mm-hmm. a festival in October, hopefully this year, if everything works with the COVID, we're still planning on announcing. And it's maybe 80%, 70 to 80% um, EDM. The rest is mostly rap. We have some singers, some bands, you know what I mean? So they can still all come and like be part of it. And I feel like we normally attract kind of the same type of artists. Like they're all pretty calmer and like, you know what I mean? Like we don't sign everybody. It's not like open for everybody. Like it's an application process pretty much. So Mm -hmm. it it just doesn't, it's not aligned really with, because there is a vision still and it's, it's definitely still geared towards like the positivity, like bringing positive um influential content into the world like i i don't really we don't really like a lot you know accept a lot of rappers who are all you know about guns and money and just so so it's more like vibe based not like sound based Mm -hmm. yeah exactly totally yeah because like everyone gets along with everyone and talks in the facebook group and they all network with each other and they all it's like it's kind of the same thing you're like where can you network? Like they have a whole Facebook group of all the artists that talk to each other and stuff. So yeah, but we go through an application process and if it's not working normally, you know, and we're just not vibing together, like we have no issues if they want to go their own way and stuff. We normally don't have that happen too much because we really get to know the artists before bringing Mm -hmm. them in. Like we do a whole evaluation of everything with them. Like we go over all their social media, pretty much their vision, like what they want to do. So yeah, it, it normally works out pretty good. I feel like we've attracted like a really good group of people. That's super. Cool. No, that's 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 good. And the thing is, knowing that and not accepting everyone, and knowing what you guys are good at and your strengths, uh, it just helps you guys be a more well-oiled machine. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. You, you you'll be able to you'll know how to market these people. You'll you'll know what uh, network you guys have that you guys can like uh, tap these other artists into because you know that you know we can get you on this radio station or we can get you on this playlist or whatever so yeah it makes sense 100 percent. yeah exactly yeah and we also use kind of our connections with like the higher like we have you know we know some record labels different rap record labels different bigger edm record labels and stuff so like depending on the person we kind of just guide them the way that kind of works for them Mm -hmm. and we always sometimes suggest things you know that we see that we think would really help but at the end of the day they own all the rights like they they if they don't want to take our suggestions like they don't have to you know like they can do their own thing but we'll always like kind of see what we think will bring them to the next level um which we you know we all all kind of intuitively know and and but if it might work there too because music's such a what's the word a uh objective like everyone subjective. has a yeah. subjective, subjective yeah. thing. So what you think might really work actually doesn't end up working and their thing like really works. So it's super subjective. So mm-hmm. yeah, they that's always true. have the final say with everything, but yeah. 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 That's, 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 that's dope. What you guys at anything? Yeah. So um, in regards to just like, uh, you know, writing lyrics and um, this is more geared toward like your personal project. Um, what do you do to like find inspiration? Uh, so I think when I going out in nature, for sure, like I love the ocean. I think going in 
the water. I'm like huge on energy. I think that energy is super important and keeping your own aura like clean. And like I do salt bath meditations. I do meditate every single morning. I'm really like in tune with my intuition and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think it's just breaking the pattern. Like everybody kind of does the same thing every single day, especially if you have like a nine to five job, sometimes you really need to just break that pattern of energy and like, go do something completely different. You know, like I go to the beach or I go hang out with different people or, you know what I mean? Cause you can get inspiration mm-hmm. from pretty much anything from other people, from animals. I love animals, you know, like just really, and meditating for sure. Like we know everything I feel like inside ourselves already. It's not outside, it's inside. So really getting quiet your mind. And I, I don't know about the whole meditation, like, oh, if you can't have thoughts, like just quiet your mind. Like I normally do guided stuff um, and normally geared towards what I'm trying to figure out or what I'd want to know. And in the morning, like there's all over YouTube, you can find them. And normally the answer will come from inside pretty much, if that makes sense. <laughs> That's awesome. So you said you do like salt bath meditations. Is that like where you go in that like dome thing and it's like dark inside and you just float or is that something else? No, that, that's a float tank. I've done that too. Float oh, tanks okay. are awesome. They take away all your senses. So it's like super cool. Um, yeah. But no, salt. I just do like uh, Epsom salt in a bath and then I oh, put okay, like so. a message from YouTube. Yeah. And it kind of nice. like, you like really relaxed because you're in a really relaxed state and then you know ask the questions or that you're trying to figure out and stuff and normally like you'll just like feel it or like hear it even in your depending on like if you're an auditory mm-hmm. person or can, like what type of person if you feel things more if you hear things or you see things like some people actually like have visions of stuff or dreams too a lot like i always when i wake up i write down my dreams and i write down mm-hmm what they can mean, like what the, you know, meanings of it could be like, what are the synchronicities of it and how they all relate. And I read back in them and I learned so much from like re- reading back in my dreams. Cause that's all our subconscious mind coming out. So yeah. Wow. Wow. That's super cool. Well, so, so let me, let me kind of translate this over into music. So that's, I, I, I like that the meditation. So it, um, it's making me like vision of a few things when you say that. So I have to ask you questions like, and these are weird questions kind of. So knowing this, do you like to go in studios that have windows or no windows? I don't, I like no windows. I like it dark, but like with a little bit of light, like pink light or like blue light. Okay. All right. And it's also making me think, do you like to uh, work on music or record during the day or at night? It. Definitely just depends on that. Either early in the morning when it's still like dark mm-hmm. or at night. Yeah. But not okay. like during the daytime. I always like to wake up really, really early in the morning and I try to take a nap around like three to six. And okay. then well, I have my whole morning because I love mornings and I love nights. So then I have my whole <laughs> morning and my whole night and I just like naps during the day. You so, say like three to six, like three to six a.m.? No, no, like three to six p.m. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I get tired around like one, two, three, and I take like a couple hour nap and then I'm up for like the rest of the night until like, you know, three or four in the morning <laughs> and oh, then wow. until like seven or eight. So, hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I always wonder like people's preference, like windows, no windows, daytime, night. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So why the color? Why, why the pink? Um, so pink is all about compassion and like love. And it's like a really like loving kind of energy and, and healing things. So it just kind of brings me back into my heart. Cause I feel like music's all about emotion. So when I'm trying to like sing it, not from like emotion and not like feeling it, it just sounds a lot different and people can feel that. So I really want to like, I try to like get in my heart as much as I can and just my emotion and like how I'm feeling. That's why if I'm feeling really sad, like I don't try to make myself feel happy per se, but I'm like, I'm going to work on some sad music, you know, because people really feel the emotion of that. Or, you know, if I'm feeling really happy, I do that or sassy. I'm like, let's do a sassy song. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's, 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 that's really cool. So is there any time that, okay. So is it a, a deal breaker if you go into the studio that doesn't have lighting like that or? Oh no, definitely not. It's not okay. a difference. Yeah. It's not, it's more about the engineer. I feel like, um, I've only been actually recording for the last year, pretty much six months to a year. So a lot of it, I have a really good engineer here in Miami or a couple that like really helped me out with a lot of stuff. Cause I never learned music. Like I don't know how to write music. I don't know any of that kind of stuff. I, and going in the studio, it's like its whole thing. Like you have to, you know, double up your voice and do like ad libs and do like a melody. And I never really knew any of that. 
So it's yep. all mostly about the engineer and just like direction, taking direction. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah. Shout out, shout out to those good recording engineers. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> those, um, those, those, those are the behind the scene heroes for sure. So true. Takes so many people to write a song. It's crazy. I never like knew that before to just create a song and the amount of time that goes into a song. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going back to you talking a little bit about like feeling an emotion, you're saying like, oh, I'm feeling sassy. So I want to feel like write a sassy song or something. What do you do when you're not feeling sassy and you have to go back to, you know, this is just an example, like going back to that song where you were feeling sassy. How do you get back into that emotion to start writing again for that song? Well, I, I think like being an artist a lot, like they're all kind of is like actually being an actress too, or an actor. Um, yeah. If you're, you know, you are writing a song that's more like, we'll say sassy, I think, you know, kind of like hip hop, kind of like that. I'm not feeling it. Like I kind of go back to a time when I was, or I put on some more music like that and just like start acting like I am. And when you start mm-hmm. acting like you are, like you normally do. And normally with sad songs, kind of you like think back at a time when you were sad and I could like, you know, start crying and stuff. But yeah, like it is about acting too. Mm. And yeah, that's normally what I do. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Make it fun, you know? Way. <laughs> oh yeah kind of reminds me like uh, i actually went to a tony robbins thing too back in the day and like he's super about like you know you feel it in your body and when you're physically feeling it and doing things to make yourself feel a certain way you will yeah. start to feel that so like he's super into like mm-hmm. you know throwing your arms up in the air and like you know, yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> but uh but yeah so that that's super cool um let's see so what do you do like if you ever like come up against creative blocks is there anything you do to get over those i think the biggest thing would be if i come a lot of like with a creative block is just to go change my energy like go do something different mm-hmm. like, go force myself to go mm-hmm. for a run go to the beach go to the dog park go hang out with other people and not be thinking about music for a minute because like if it's a big creative block like you just need a break from it normally you know if you keep trying to like pressure yourself to do it and stuff like it's just not really gonna work like yeah so i just go and change what i'm doing my energy until i'm starting by i'm like inspired again to do it and like i'm, I'm feeling it again you know so yeah so switch like things up a bit yeah don't stand yeah. that yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. no no that's good advice don't 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 force it for sure yeah <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, that's 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 really good because we always ask uh, people who come on our show. We ask like, what do they do with like writer's block or creative blocks? And you know, some people some people fight through it or they no listen to different. Oh, a good one is like listen to different genres of music. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. a great one. Yeah, yeah. I was like write too, like. I kind of write and I'm like, like, what's going on? Like, you know, I love journaling and writing. So if I like write about it normally, like it kind of gets me through it too. Cause normally like when you're going through something like that, like it's just energy that kind of needs to be released out or something that's going on. So being like, what's going on? Like write to myself and kind of see, see what comes up. Super cool. Yeah. yeah that's hot. That's hot. So, so this is a cool question that we always like to ask everyone uh, that comes on the podcast. You ready for it? Yes. <laughs> All right. Give us one fun fact about yourself that your family or friends or fans don't know about. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love progressive soup. <laughs> <laughs> I eat probably two of them every single day with Tabasco sauce. I wow. Yeah. It's like my go to it's like my comfort thing. I, I don't know why. I just love soup and like progressive soup to be What's your favorite soup? Uh, I normally yeah, I like I like chicken noodle. I feel bad because I don't really eat meat. Um I love animals. So I don't I normally don't eat the meat in it. I actually have like wanted to have a dream of like when I get, you know, big enough to be like, let's make a progressive soup with no meat in it and start making it or like yeah. an alternative. I am so yeah. in on that, dude. Like, let's do like a fake chicken type. Per- yeah, that'd be tight. That would be great, right? Yeah, it'd be so good. <laughs> yeah, it would be, and especially like I love like the Beyond Burger. It mm-hmm. tastes just like beef. And normally, when someone tries it, it's it's um 
plums, but normally when someone tries it, like I can't taste the difference. And that really like, you know, if you can't taste the difference and it's actually good for you, like right. it actually helps a lot of people. Like, you know, I'm not like, Oh, don't eat meat or anything, but like, you know, cut, cut down on meat or something. Yeah. So it's pretty like cool. So you're, you're so, so you're a super that's, that's, that's like, I, I love that answer. I love that answer. Cause I didn't know if she was going to go personal or more music related. That, that that was yeah. that was excellent. To be honest, like you said progresso, but I thought you said progressive, and I was waiting for house, like progressive <laughs> house, and I'm like, okay. But then you said soup, and I'm like, oh, progressive soup. I get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, only people who like are really close to me like that, like, cause it's kind of like my dirty, like, little pleasure. I'm like, I just want to go home and eat soup. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, when, so when you go to the grocery store, how many cans are we talking about? It depends. Like they have sales on them. <laughs> a whole card. Like a dollar, yeah. So I like stock. I like to always stock up, yeah. And like a bunch of different flavors. You know, like I always try different ones, but yeah, it's definitely it's the one thing that like makes me feel good about it again. If I'm like feeling sad or whatever, it's just like everyone has their crush, right? Like mine too. Right. Well, <laughs> at least it's healthy because like mine is cookies, man. I'm just like I'll eat a whole thing of like you know. The whole, the whole cookies, all the cookies. Yeah, <laughs> you're a sweet tooth. Yeah, I like yeah. spicy foods, like every kind of, and salt too. It's salt. You said you throw salt. Tabasco sauce in there. So much. I, I buy the big ones and it's by my bed all the time, and it just like yeah, it just. Hey, well, whatever gets you going. Whatever gets you going. No, that's 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 cool. I, I like that's probably one of the best answers we got so far. For yeah, right. definitely. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. We got a, uh, some pretty cool answers on that. Um, so I I have a question for you. So uh, you only been recording for about a year, yeah. roughly. What's some advice to people who are also getting into this? um that you might want to give someone who's also just starting out um for someone who's just starting out there's a few different advice advices i think really take time to figure out what your actual vibe is like what you're really liking and in the studio um like learn a little bit beforehand like what to do in the studio because the first couple times i went in the studio the engineer didn't really tell me what to do you know too much i mean they're not supposed to but i was just not i didn't really know and i felt like it was just i just felt terrible leaving it because i know like i'm a good singer and stuff but the way you do it it's a certain way like you sing the bass first you know and then you go put melodies in it and you do like a bunch of different things so maybe just really talking to somebody who's done it before and like asking like their opinion you know getting good advice before going in because normally they're paying you know you're paying 56 dollars an hour to go into the mm. studio you don't want to just like you know, feel bad going out of it. Like be really prepared going into it. Um, and yeah, like definitely just have fun in the studio. Like I feel like the more fun you're having, like, the better it sounds too. And mm -hmm. that's true. Classic thing, but actually, yeah. Um, but yeah, like really good advice going, going before you go in, because I've definitely had a few studio sessions in the beginning where I like left like, in tears. I was like, it's terrible. I can't sing. Like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I didn't know the techniques, you know? So like really learn the techniques um, because like I'm sure that you're amazing, but in the studio, it's just like a different, it's something you need to, like, to learn to do. So, yeah. Yes, also, no, that's, that's good advice. Yeah. And also this is not with the studio related, but um, folk, it's not just, just about the music either. It's kind of like I was saying your business. So focus on your brand and like what you want people to feel when they like think about you and you know, your, your favorite things and like go do a lot of your like three favorite things. And focus on the business part too. Like I set aside certain days. So, you know, especially with the record that we have to do like a day for each project, but if you're, mm -hmm. that's a, you know, you just have your own project set aside like two days a week to just focus on the business part, like mm -hmm. growing your social media, like engaging with fans or if they're not fans yet, still talking to people like networking, like going on LinkedIn, you know, going and getting content, like creating content, like really, you know, focusing on the business side, like focus, figuring out the mark, a good marketing plan. Cause it is a bunch to do with marketing, especially if you want to make this your career. So mm. yeah. That's great sure. advice for balancing, uh, you know, the business side of things and your art side of things is just, yeah. you know, setting those two days and, you know, definitely focus on the music, like make sure you're putting on your different hats. Cause it's super hard to, you know, put on the different hats, but if you intentionally do it, it makes it so much easier. 
Exactly. And also another thing I learned in Tony Robbins, like people are either, there's like three different types of people, really. You're either like an artist, which is what most artists are. And you're really just about your work and about your art that you're creating a manager. You just like love managing, you know, that's like a lot of like CEOs or managers or um, an entrepreneur, which we all know entrepreneurs, somebody who's just like really risk taking, like can spend a bunch of money, you know, and they're, they're fine with losing a bunch of money and stuff. But normally being an artist, like you're an artist. So another really big advice is find someone who's a manager. Like you can tell if they're a manager, that's what they like to do. And they don't necessarily need to be your manager, but like have them in your circle. Like, you know what I mean? Have them help out with stuff. Mm. Um, it will end up being mutually beneficial and it's super helpful. It's super helpful <laughs> not to have it all on your plate too. So, What would you advise for people that are like just starting out? Like if they don't have like access to um, a manager right away, what, what's another option that they could take? Well, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a manager, but just like a friend, you know what I mean? Like somebody who's like that, like, and start networking with more people. Like there's so many people and you can find groups on Facebook. You can find, you can find pretty much anybody looking for the same thing that you're needing. If you just really network, like set aside a day or even just like in a couple hours, I would say like an hour, three times a week, you know what I mean? Like three hours, but you know, even if it's an hour a week or whatever, to really start networking and like growing that circle because yeah, you can definitely do it all yourself and you can wear all those different hats. And that's if you can't, you know, like have one of those days that you're just managing yourself and you actually think of yourself like that. Like if I was my own manager, what would I be thinking about? You know, it's kind of mm -hmm. going back to acting, like what from the business side would I be thinking about if I was my own manager and then just really do that. Awesome. Classic. I liked it. <laughs> I like it. I mean, it, it seems so easy or even common sense, but it, it's so many people overlook that or they overthink it. Definitely. You know? Definitely. Yeah. And and um I think more now than ever, people have to you you have to balance your craft and your business. But I think I think artists are are starting to realize like talent is only gonna take you but so far. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you can be amazing and just not know how to get yourself in front of people, you know, and or be able to grow your social media. And like, I've seen some artists that are so, that's normally what I look for in like artists that have, you know, not the best following, but they're like amazing music because they don't know how mm -hmm. to grow their social media, like their fan base, like, you know, market themselves and do that. And then like try to talk to them and figure out a way that we can work together, you know, to get them a manager and to get them all those different kinds of things. Because if they really want to bridge that gap from just creating amazing music to actually being a top artist or even, you know, making a living off of it, like a good living off of it, you have to kind of figure out, you know, how to market yourself, like how to, how to do those, those steps in between. That's super uh, awesome for you guys to do that. Cause I know most um, labels actually require you to have like a following already yeah. almost yeah. and like have everything running yeah. already, which, which is cool for sure. But like, there are people out there that I'm like, damn, like this music is so good. Like mm -hmm. they just need this one thing yeah. and you guys are totally bringing that to them. So that's super cool. Yeah. And it's just about figuring out kind of what those things are. And it's also cool because we have like a highlight where we highlight an artist, an artist a week usually. And we have all the other artists just like love all their stuff and add them on Facebook and you know what I mean? Like their fan page and like, you know, follow them on Instagram and like, like all their stuff and that momentum normally, like, you know, we've had artists that start with like a hundred likes on Facebook and then, you know, within a couple months get up to like thousand, two thousand just because of that momentum and like everyone wow. like other stuff. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. That's super cool. Um, so what we talked about, like advice for, you know, just like anyone who wants to get in the music industry, but, um, what would be a good piece of advice for someone that wants to join a record label? Like what's a one piece of, of advice that, you know, you would think would be good for them? Um, I mean, I think a really good advice is like I said, create quality stuff, have your few mm -hmm. things quality and then you got to just really create your own opportunities so like talk to, you know like talk to all the record labels like figure out the best way with each individual one like do your research behind it when you have really good stuff and then figure out the right people to talk to and like it's like before like you don't talk to them be like listen to my stuff like please like blah 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 like figure out what they need first like mm -hmm. create a, like a friendship almost with them and it'll just happen naturally pretty much i think that's the best way awesome 
Yeah, no, that that was that was spot on. Asha, you're 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 crushing it. You're you're killing it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you guys are awesome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's um yeah, because even us here at Emix, we're we're partnering up with other companies and this and that and the third, and it's almost fun to be able to see how we can help other other companies. You know what I'm saying? Like they 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 have holes in their company that they're trying to fill and we can help them do that. So it's really cool, like being able to help other people. And I think a lot of people need to just think that way when they go into networking and getting into a new relationship. So, and it feels um, so much more fulfilling within yourself too. Like you don't feel mm -hmm. like, you know, just like a spammer just being like, Hey, check this out, check this out. Like yeah, once, exactly. once the process is fulfilled, you get so much more out of it. Yeah, agreed completely. Like life is about giving. Tony Robbins says that all mm -hmm. the time. Like the, mm -hmm. Life is giving. And you start to realize that more and more, like when you're giving and like when you're helping people and stuff, like it comes back tenfold and you don't, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You're not even trying. Like you're feeling really good about it. But when you're like in the opposite, kind of all about me, 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 and like in that scarcity, like lack mentality, like it's all, it's hard to, for anything to really come to you because you're really closed off too. So yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. So, so, so I got another question for you. If you could work with any artist, dead or alive, who would that artist be? Hmm. It would probably be Avril Lavigne. I've always like, I really, really liked her. Growing up, I still really like her. She doesn't put out a lot of stuff now, but she's been through a lot, you know, of like mental stuff and and just changing a lot. And she seems, yeah, I don't, it would probably be her or Daughtry. I love Daughtry. He was the other one. I guess. Yeah. He's just, his music just like moves me. It's like so powerful. Mm -hmm. I feel like his videos are amazing. If you watch some of his videos, it's all like, it's just really, I don't know. I guess it'd be one of those two. I'd say. <laughs> awesome. No, no, that's, 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 that's good. Were they some of your like inspirations growing up or like yeah. people you looked up to? Definitely. Um, I think definitely like they're a lot more of my inspirations because like, I just love their music. Like it, it actually moved me. Like I really felt it. Like it wasn't particularly what I wanted to become so much mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, or do, but their music, I just, it like moved me more. And yeah, so definitely mm -hmm. I like, I like the way that it made me feel because it's all about how you feel. Right. Like we just, music. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's, that's the, well, um, if you were to collab with them, um, what kind of song would it be? Um, it would pretty much be the same kind that they do. I'd say, you know, okay. I wouldn't, I would kind of want to do it with them and just like be a part of it. Like do, you know, a duet with Dante would be amazing. And his type of music, I grew up singing all of his songs. So like, it would be pretty easy for me to just, you know, add a girl part to it. It'd be really cool. And like a video too. And same with Avril Lavigne. Like I love, the way she writes her songs, especially her, her like calmer music that doesn't get as mm -hmm. hype. Like it's so pretty, like her slow, like keep holding on like that one. It's so pretty. Like, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that's Zach's uh, favorite artist too. That's my number one secret. Now everyone knows. Thanks for telling him. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, uh, that, you guys EDM, it would be a letting him because oh, yeah. sad, sad boy central. I definitely want to do a collab. I'm going to do a collab with Lenny eventually for sure. Lenny said the sky mix. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. he in Denver, he had said the sky and the drums at his performance. It was amazing this last year before everything went down. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like the best performance. He had his live singers singing there too. Like he had a whole band. Like, oh, wow. yeah. Goes full out. Is that Red Rocks? Yeah, you did it like oh, three man. days. The first one was canceled because of snow, and yeah. everyone thought the last day wow. was going to be. Yeah, it was crazy snow, and then everyone thought the last day was going to be the best because it was like a throwback. But like Friday night, he went full out. He had a live singer there singing all the songs. Like said, this guy was on the drums. Had a whole band like fire. It was crazy. I, we, I was at the front. I was like crying the whole time. Like huh. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> hey, if, if if you weren't in the music industry, what else could you see yourself doing? Um, so definitely something with animals, I'd say. I'm definitely an animal person over a people person. I like people, but I, I love animals. And I, I thought it would be vet and maybe still a horse vet. 
Um, if not mm-hmm. something to do with horses, I would love used to, to ride. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would have been my other thing I was going to tell people, but a lot of people know that I'm kind um, of, now we got two things, soup and horses. <laughs> Soup and horses. Yeah. On the beach. Soup and horses on the beach. Yeah. Yes, perfect. Sounds like a perfect wedding, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't want to get married, but I want like a cool wedding on the beach with horses and soup and yeah. Yeah. Like like for your food, there's no like salads or anything. It's just soup. Just soup. Well, there can be salads too. Salads are awesome, but all right. Right. We'll, we'll have some nice cool drinks and maybe like a bud bar too <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm gonna ask you one more technical question if 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 this even applies for you you might not even care do you have a favorite microphone that you use for your vocals i don't honestly okay. i don't know much about them yeah i just i my manager mostly handles all that or the studios and stuff so that's yeah, I'm not sure about that one, unfortunately. Okay, no, 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 okay. you're good. And then, yeah. and then the other one, do you have a favorite program that you use, or it doesn't matter, like uh, Pro Tools or Logic or something like that? Ableton. Oh, okay, Dang, let's go. Hey, <laughs> let's go. That's like once again, that's Zach's favorite. You guys yeah. are like two for two right now. <laughs> We're like twins. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so. Uh, you you record in Ableton or is that like the most of the where you like do the production and stuff or yeah just with the production pretty much and then okay I want to start doing it where I'm actually recording through it and like looping stuff and like just doing you could do so much crazy stuff like you're saying with like the buttons and you have like a foot I don't know what it's called it's like a foot loop it's like a like a pedal yeah, pedals that with, you use with your vocals, so you're like able to record it. And eventually, like when I get like a nice home studio set up and stuff, um, we're moving, and then we're gonna set it up hopefully. And this next move, I want to like really get good at like practicing that and like recording my vocals with it and like cool noises too. You know, like in songs you're like or something like <laughs> and like make it sound like crazy. Like I think that would just be so fun. I'd probably get addicted to just sit in it all the time, and never yep. go up. <laughs> definitely adds another level of creativity for sure oh yeah you, you can work a lot faster that way mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean it, it, it helps with your workflow and it works yeah. well with ableton too because in uh you have you know session view and in session view that's where it's loop based anyway so it's super easy to just plug and play i'm sure with that definitely and create like voice loops and stuff yeah oh yeah so i'm excited about that <laughs> so uh one last question for me um you definitely gave some advice um, in regards to um, how, or, or just how like you're changing the music industry in general, but um, what's one big thing that you would like to see change in the music industry as a whole? Maybe something you don't like so much? I think, what? No, actually, I just the influence, I guess I'm really big on influence. And like, what are we influencing right now with the music industry? Like rap, it's all about shooting guns and sex and money. And it's kind of changing a little bit. But, you know, that's what, you know, to get into rap, like a lot of these gangster rappers aren't even like that much gangster, but they think that that's what they have to like do to get like that. And then we're influencing kids with that. And same with like a lot of the pop singers and stuff like, you know, it's like really like sexualizing women and mm. there's a bunch of negative stuff, even like, you know, some of the newer ones, like there's a bunch of kind of like devil stuff. And, you know, I don't necessarily, I don't, you know, take too much of a stance on that. I know people need to get their anger out some ways and stuff and that's how they do, but just really like what's important in life, like really important. Mm. Life. Like it's not about like war and guns and killing and this, like, how is that important in life? Like we're trying to come together as like, you know what I mean? The whole world and mm. really, like bring about like peace and it doesn't have to be sappy or like you know what I mean like oh peace and love but definitely like some more just like love each other like have compassion towards people like you know what I mean like unity mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of that and just like really for kids because when kids are growing up and they're in the stages that's when they create their beliefs about things and they figure out you know what they're influenced by and like a bunch of stuff and it's so much by singers and so much by these you know famous musicians and if we can influence them more positively like that's it would completely shift i think how the world would be and like the consciousness level of people too so yeah mm-hmm. love that yeah the power the power of music is so influential um in so many different ways good and bad right yeah. so um positivity 
is so important right now. Yeah. All the music should be like, like you said, not corny or sappy or anything like that. It can still be fun, right? But just a more positive message. Exactly. Like rappers can rap about like you know being like a CEO of their own company and like you know creating good things and like all that kind of stuff. And it can still be awesome. Like, and that is awesome. That's yeah. a whole level up, I think, too. I agree. Like creating big change and like you know my my songs that are coming out are kind of, they're about that. They're kind of cool because it's like kind of about what's going on in the world and stuff. And they're not even necessarily positive. Like it's kind of you know like it's not negative but it's not positive but it's just about real stuff that's like going on you know like we need to now like really more than ever like step into our two potential each individually and figure out like what we want to do as individuals to help bring the world to a better place because there's a lot of stuff going on right now so yeah so that's what i think you know (laughs) great answer i like it yeah yeah, and that's why we need more of you in the world because you will shower us with positive vibes and music. Positive energy, positive vibes. There's only love. <laughs> everything. Love it. Uh, do you have anything more, DC? Um, give us your IG, your social media. Like, where can we like and follow and subscribe? Um, so Asha Erica, A S H A E R I C A. That's my middle name, Erica. That's my Instagram, uh, Twitter, Snapchat, (laughs) and then Facebook. It's just um, Asha D'Andrea is my fan page or my business page. I like to say business page, business. And then Asha Gaskill is my real, my real name. If you want to go actually see what I post on like a normal, a normal thing on Facebook. Awesome. And then what's uh, your social for uh, your label and everything? Um, It's Papillon Pavilion Records. So the mouthful but it's like papillon you know butterfly is what it means in french and then pavilion records and entertainment so that's the same on um on facebook on instagram it's um butterfly music house awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's kind of the other the other name for it it's like i said it's kind of feminine and pretty but yeah butterfly music house that's on um on Instagram, but if you're actually interested in Pro Music League, which is the royalty-free record label, and you want to actually, you know, hit hit like talk to any of us or my team about that because you're actually interested in that, that's Pro Music League. So P R O Music and then League, like all one word records. So that's the same on Instagram and Facebook. So you know, if you want to send us a message or whatever, if you're an independent artist, like we'd love to talk to you, and yeah, just start a conversation. <laughs> Awesome. See, artists, you, you heard it first right here. No excuses now. No excuses, right? <laughs> so, look, Asha, we greatly appreciate you coming on the show. It's always a pleasure. Hopefully, you can come back again soon, right? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 So, wait, wait. It's, it's almost nap time. It is. It's about not going to lie. That's probably what I'm going to do. <laughs> but <laughs> soup first. Soup first and then nap. First and then nap. Yeah. And I like like to listen to like a hypnosis or like a meditation. Like, you know, like you're creating abundance in your life. And <laughs> yeah. There it is. There yeah. it is. So good. <laughs> well, well, thank you for coming on the show. And um, uh, Zach, are we going to go into the intro of the song? Sure. Let's maybe, do it. Maybe not. Maybe. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Have a good day, y'all. <laughs> Thanks. Peace.